Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. How are you doing? What's new and exciting? I'm doing great. Looking forward to the Kiyosaki event. And finally, we got winter in Northern California. So I'm getting back in shape. So nice. You there skiing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting a lot and training to go climb and ski Mount Shasta. Oh, uh, nice. Which is, yeah, which I like things like that that scare me. So you got to get in good shape. I love your mindset, man. If you don't mind sharing, how old are you again? I'm 58. 58, and you are more athletic and active than most people that are, you know, 18. <laughs> Thanks, Which Tom. Is, and I think that's a big key to how, you know, longevity is not not pushing your body too hard. But like my grandma, you know, she was, she's, I think she's in her, I know she's in her 70s now. And, uh, you know, she's, I think just up until a few years ago was, was still skiing and, you know, and, and doing dancing every week and playing tennis and, you know, just staying really, really active. So, yeah, really cool. Huge. You're yep. my you're my model, man. When I uh, you know, when I'm 58, I want to be like you, Tim. Thanks, Hal. Appreciate well, hey, that. Huh? I, I think people are listening right now. I think we uh, we are officially recording this podcast. So let me uh, let me tell everybody who who I'm talking to. They're like, who is this guy that Hal's talking to that is 58 and still s- climbing and skiing Mount Shasta and all that? So achieve your goals, podcast listeners. What's going on? This is your friend and your host, Hal Elrod. It's been a a fun last few days. My family is out of town. And um, not that I don't love my family being here, but once you have kids, it is and wife and kids. It's just it's it's kind of nice to have a little bit of space, a little bit of quiet time. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I worked on a Saturday and a Sunday. I worked like morning till night. I got a t- ton of stuff done on the Miracle Morning movie. On uh, I'm updating the Miracle Morning book. Got a new book, The Miracle Equation, that that I just signed a deal with a publisher that we're working on, and so lots of fun stuff. But that is more than enough about me. I am here to talk today with a friend of mine, really a good friend, Tim Road. And uh, in case you don't know, who Tim is let me give him a, a little bit of a, a little bit of an introduction here. He is the founder of One Life Fully Lived, and One Life Fully Lived is a nonprofit that helps people master their lives. So together we, capital W, capital E, we can change the world. And he's also the co-founder of GoBundance, which you may have heard, you know, I've interviewed uh, other co-founders of GoBundance on the show before, David Osborne being one of them. And GoBundance is a high-level adventure travel mastermind group for men. I, I heard there's a rumor that they're getting a women's division together, but right now it's uh, it's for men. And Tim, is that is there a women's division yet? Is that in the works still? We're working on it. Okay. Someday, someday. But Tim came from humble beginnings. I can tell you that. And he really came from humble beginnings to craft his one life fully lived and lives to help others find their most fulfilling lives possible. And from knowing Tim for quite a few years now, um, he's one of the most positive, happy, you know, he just announced he's 58 years old, he, but he's like a kid. I mean, he's so, he's uh, Tim, you're always smiling. You're always joyful. And, you know, and you just, you, you bring such light and joy to every person that is in your presence. So that's one of the things I love about you, man. Thanks, Hal. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean it. And I I just, for everybody listening, let me tell you what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about creating cash flow 
and getting out of the rat race. And that's something Tim has done. He retired at a young age and uh, he's built you know, quite a, a financial empire. And a big part of that was from Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You may know that. It's, I believe, the number one selling personal finance book in the history of the world of, you know, of all time. And if you've ever listened to Robert and talk about his business model, he didn't write Rich Dad, Poor Dad to sell books. He wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad to sell board games. Reason being, you know, as a traditionally published author, which I, I think he... Do you know if Robert was published traditionally or was he self-published? I believe he's tr- uh, traditional. I think traditional, right? So yeah. typically, if you're traditionally published, you're making you know maybe a, a couple bucks at the most per book sold. But the cash flow game, what's the retail on the cash flow game? Seventy nine ninety nine. Seventy nine ninety nine. So he makes you know a dollar or two on his book sale, uh, but then everyone that reads the book that then goes and buys the cash flow game, which allows people to integrate the concepts in the book through actual practice, kind of like Monopoly, but a little more advanced and specific for building the habits and the mindset that will allow you to you know, generate cash flow and, and get out of the rat race. And you know, so on that game, board game, he's making, you know, maybe probably cost him 10 bucks to make, if not less. And so he's making $70 in every board game. So Robert uh, has said that he, he wrote the book. You know, the book has changed a lot of lives. It's, it's a phenomenal book with great content, but uh, it sells the board game. And what Tim is about to lead, and I'll let him tell you all the details. I'll, I'll shut up here in a second. I realize I'm talking a lot. But I'll, uh, I'll let Tim tell you here in a second is that Robert, uh, Tim is going to host, One Life Fully Lived is going to host Robert Kiyosaki to try to break a world record for the most people playing the cash flow game at one time all around the world virtually. So with that, Tim, uh, I'd love for, why don't, let's just lead with this. Let's just get this out of the way and, and tell people What's the event that's going on? Or if you want to tell first, kind of what's the cash flow game? Yeah, let's actually do that. Let's we'll tease the event. We'll explain that in a few minutes. Talk about the cash flow game and what it has done for you, how it's enabled you to become financially free. Sure. Well, I think it's the most incredible game for learning how to earn more, invest, how to play the business of your life, if you will, that's ever been created. I use this game. Personally, back in the uh, mid 90s to let's say mid 2000s, to do what the game's all about, and that's get out of the rat race and get onto the fast track of life. And in the game, you're given a, a character. Maybe you're a mechanic, maybe you're an airplane pilot, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're a janitor, maybe you're a doctor. And in that, you have a, a salary. And what's it cost you to live? And what, what's your, your expenses? And the interesting thing about the game, Hal, is it's not the doctors, lawyers, and airline pilots that win the game. It is the teachers, janitors, and mechanics. And you know why that is, Hal? Huh, why? Because they have less debt. And the whole idea of this game is to have your passive income that's your income from not working, your income from investing become larger than what it costs you to live or, you know, per month. Yep. And when, when your passive income is more than what your expenses are, you're out of the rat race and onto the fast track. So it's a really fun game to play. And I played it every quarter with my good friend and accountant, Byron McBroom. We'd get a group of us together and we'd play the game and then we'd look at where are we 
what's happened with our income, what's happened with our passive income, how are we doing on controlling our expenses. And that's one thing that One Life Fully Lives all about is helping people learn the, we call them the One Life ABCs, what's coming in every month, what's going out every month, and what's left over to invest. And that's how you get out of the rat race is being mindful of those of that equation. And that's what this event, One Life Fully Lived, with the help of Robert Kiyosaki donating his time to us for this amazing event. That's what we're doing. So. Yeah, and I know his time's not cheap for him to speak for an hour. It's in the, you know, it's upwards of a hundred thousand dollars somewhere in that range. So <laughs> Yeah. So that's a, a nice donation from him. And that's one of the things that I, I really do appreciate about what you're doing, and not, not just with the game and this one event, but just in life in general, Tim, is that you've escaped the rat race, so to speak. You're financially free. And while you love adventure, you love travel, you love being in the snow, skiing, you know, you could just be doing that all the time. You dedicate so much of your time to this nonprofit, One Life Fully Lived, and to helping other people do what you've done. You know, you're, 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 you're always paying it forward, if you will. I appreciate that. So tell us about the event itself. When is it? What is it? How does someone participate? Is it free? Is there a, how does it all work? Well, there's actually two events going on. One of them is a live event with Robert Kiyosaki, David Osborne, Jen Groover, Garrett Gunderson, some One Life Financial Masters in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, the weekend of April 21st and 22nd. And that event costs $5,000 to attend. And if anybody's interested, we do have some spots for that. It's going to be an amazing, small, intimate mastermind. And you're going to come out of that knowing a lot about uh, how to earn more, how to invest wisely, and uh, come away with a plan to take your uh, finances to a whole nother level and you're going to meet some contacts there. The 25 people are all very, very high level, you know, superstars in the financial and business world. So that's the live event. And then at the same time, the afternoon of April 21st, which is a Saturday from 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, we're going to have uh, individuals, groups, gather all over the world. And this is a free event via Zoom, co-sponsored by Robert Kiyosaki and One Life Fully Lived and some good friends of ours. And they're allowing us to uh, have this event for free. So all the information for both of these events are at onelifefullylived.org. That's the number one, onelifefullylived.org. And there's all the information once you get to our website for the free event and the live in-person event. And they're both happening the weekend of April 21st and 22nd of 2018. Fantastic. All right. So let's, let's dive into the, you know, you mentioned that it's about creating passive income that exceeds your monthly expenses, right? And that's when you are financially free, essentially. And, uh, Right. If your monthly expenses are five thousand a month, your monthly passive cash flow is six thousand a month. Then your pet bills are paid, and you got an extra thousand bucks a month to you know to play with. How did you let, let's let's get tactical and get real specific here? Because conceptually, it's it's great, but people are, might be listening, going, okay, you know, cool with the game. You know, I'm gonna I'll be there for the game. That's fantastic. And by the way, just to reiterate for anyone listening, that this game is not just a fun game to play. It is fun, but but it really is designed to teach you the concepts 
that are in the book Rich Dad Poor Dad and that have made Robert Kiyosaki so you know well known for helping people uh, get out of the rat race, become financially free. But Tim, what talk about? Let's hear your story. How did you get out of the rat race? Start wherever, so, you, know, wherever you so, want. So, um, and 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 one thing I want to add, Hal, yeah. is not only are they going to play the game that afternoon, but they're going to hear from Robert Kiyosaki themselves. They're going to hear from David Osborne. They're going to hear from Garrett. They're going to hear from Jen. They're going to get an overview of what's going on there in Phoenix and what are we talking about and where where's the economy going? Where's the best investment mm. ideas? How can you better monitor what's coming in, what's going out, what's left to invest? Okay, so it's a, you guys, this is a golden opportunity for the Miracle Morning community to learn the piece that scares the heck out of all of us. Okay, yeah. but but that's one cool thing about this group is we know how to do it because we've done it. So let me tell you my story. I was the kid in the back of your class throwing spit wads at you and not paying any attention. Oh, I, I was the other I, kid that was we were throwing them back and forth at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hal and I were going across the room and you and luck you got uh, you were collateral damage. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh but but I just didn't understand what the periodic tables were gonna do for me. So consequently I barely graduated high school. And at 25 years old, I'm a part-time grocery clerk painting addresses on people's curbs so I could buy diapers for my two small kids. And I, from 25 to 40, I retired at 40 financially free. And here's what I did, you guys. It's that ABC formula I told you about. I really uh, looked at my A. Um, how can I increase my income? How can I take my life from a $30,000 a year grocery clerk? And then I started making 70,000, 120, 150, 180, 210, 300. And, and I did that because I got my real estate license and I started selling real estate. I cared when I was in the grocery business. They, I, the supermarket was Save Mart. They delivered sunshine service. And when I sold real estate, I delivered sunshine service. I worked harder. I made sure that if you were going to sell your home, I wouldn't overprice it. I had a quality, fair product at a fair price and just cared about coming through. So my income increased dramatically. And here's what I did different. As my income went up uh, dramatically, my expenses stayed low. Uh, when, when I was making, you know, 70,000, I was spending 30. When I was making 150,000, I was spending 40. When I was making 300,000, I was spending 60. And I took all that extra and I invested in two things. Number one, my continuing education. I saw every single great superstar of the time. Zig Ziglar, um, Jim Rohn, all the best. Brian yeah. Tracy, Wayne Dyer just invested in in all the, their products and tapes and just learning that lifelong learning. Tony went through Tony Robbins' uh, life, life Mastery course. So I invested in myself and I invested in, in my knowledge and purchase of real estate because it was what I knew the best. So I learned a lot about investing. I, I invested in, my, in uh, properties myself. I was extremely aggressive. I, I was lucky. I was in California during a couple booms and I sold, uh, and this was not by accident. I sold 17 properties with 52 tenants in 2006, right in the Cali's crazy market peak. Yeah. How'd you know and that it I, was going to crash, Tim? Cause I wish uh, you, I wish you would have known each other then. Cause you could have saved me from my, my, uh, I bought at the peak <laughs> and then I had yeah. to sell it for, uh, for half off. But, uh, yeah. So how, how did you? 
How are you aware of the, the crash coming? Um, we literally tracked our multiple listing service. I was in a town called Manteca, mm-hmm. California, which, by the way, I made my fortune in a town called Lard. Mm-hmm. Manteca means lard in Spanish. How funny. Um, so, so you can make it anywhere, folks. <laughs> but uh, we tracked uh, how many listings are on the market, how many new ones came on, how many pendings, how many sold, how many went expired. And we, and we tracked this and graphed it every quarter. So I knew in 1997, I went on a buying spree and just, just knew that things were under market. And then in 2005, I could see the, in the stock market, they call it a blow off top when things are just too crazy. And you're, it's just, you know, and if anybody watched the big short, they, this was the period they talked about when anybody, if you had a pulse, you could buy real estate. So Warren Buffett says, buy when everyone's fearful and sell when everyone's greedy. And that's exactly. In 1997, everyone was fearful. 2005, 2006, everyone was greedy. So I cashed out, moved up to the mountains. We built our dream home. It's the only thing Tina and I ever splurged on. And right now I'm looking out at this 180 degree mountain view and I, I'm just so blessed. I live in an inspiring place in the middle of nowhere where I just get to hang out in peace and quiet and tranquility. And then when I'm out with people, wonderful people like you, Hal, and we're at our events and stuff, I'm just so happy to get out and be around people. Of course, I'm smiling. So. <laughs> you're not. So, you're not at home yeah. in, your, in your cave, so you get a little, no. get a little excited yeah. to be to be out and about. Yeah. So it, so th- so you so real estate was your vehicle, and and I think that it's you know I think it's one of the most popular vehicles. So many people that are financially free. In fact, our friend David Osborne, you know that was same vehicle that he used. The, what would you, I guess, what would you suggest for somebody listening if they don't have, you know, if they don't have any real estate investments? Uh, what would be a, a first step if they thought, yeah, you know, I've, I've got a little money set aside or I, you know, or, or maybe it's, I got no money set aside, but gosh, I should start saving, especially because the timing, right? Today is March 26, 2018. I better remember the date because it is my nine year wedding anniversary. But, uh, but right. So it's March today. We're recording. Thank you. We're recording this on March 26, 2018. Uh, and the real estate market and the stock market both are, have experienced, you know, they're experienced their longest runups, I I think in history or, you know, something like that. They're pretty historic, the runups that we've experienced. And so a lot of, you know, smart people are saying that the next financial crash is going to be a a bit bad one, which for, Many people that scares. I think that most investors that are you know smart investors like yourself or or Robert Kiyosaki, uh, they're you know they're stacking away money and and they're going okay when the next crash happens right like you said that's when everyone's fearful that's when you buy. So now is a great you know now is a great time to be saving money and preparing and that's something that I'm doing. I've got a you know I've got an account um, for to buy uh, real estate when when the market crashes. So what are your thoughts on I guess on the coming crash? And your advice for anyone listening on how they could get started in uh, real estate investing. My first piece of advice is uh, go to onelifeholylive.org and <laughs> register for that event in April because it's going to be amazing because we're going to go in depth in all of this. Yeah, so, and it's, so free, that, it's free online. And then if somebody's got yeah. the extra 5000 that they want to invest in their personal development, obviously they can go to the, the live event, right? Exactly. But the free online, you guys, 
It's going to be amazing and it's worth your time and energy. This is you investing in you. And you know, you went to school, you learned a lot, but one thing you didn't learn is how to earn, how to make, and how to invest. And these are people, we have nothing to sell you, by the way. We're not doing this to, uh, hey, here's the next product. Uh, there's not there's a, pit, nothing, a pitch at yeah, the end. There's hey, nothing you, further you to buy. No. Got it. So, so uh, we just want you to invest in you and have a better future so you can help us uh, help those on the low end get theirs too. So um, here's my first piece of advice if you can't be on that call is monitor where you are today. Take a hard look at it. Just like if sometimes we got to get up and look at where's our health? You know, are we, how's our diet? How's our exercise? This is taking a financial checkup of, of those, those financial ABCs. Do I have more month left at the end of the, or do I have more? Yeah, more, (laughs) yeah, more month left at the end of the money. If you're upside down, what can you do to increase your income? Then look at what's going out every month. Where's my leakage? Uh, how much are we spending? And then what's left at the end of the month? And for so many of you, you have student loans and credit cards and, and car payments and stuff. How can you get rid of this debt and get on your way to the fast track? I have a saying, when you reach your golden years, you're either going to hug yourself or curse yourself for the health and wealth choices you make when you're young. Mm. That's so yeah, true. I know that's that's really powerful and it's really scary, but you guys can do this and it's just paying more attention. This is the business of your life. So once again, what's coming in, what's going out, what's left to invest, monitor that. There's a free tool called mint.com. Yeah. And there's other really inexpensive apps for as little as five bucks a month. You can really get a bit a good handle on this on this simple you know, a math equation that is the backbone of the business of your life. So now to answer your question about investing, how I invested in an apartment complex last month in, in a piece of an apartment complex. I'm looking at a timber operation down in Costa Rica that a friend of mine is doing that I think could be a huge home run. So I'm always looking at new opportunities and I'm always getting opportunities sent to me because of the different worlds that I'm in. So I'm able to see a lot of packages. And yes, I think we're at the, t- the, the back end of the, the run up. Uh, yeah, uh, of this particular upswing. Yeah. But I'd be putting some money aside. But if something is a solid project, I'd, I'd get into it today. And to answer your question, if, if you're just starting out and you don't have the money, here's a couple other things I'd do as far as your continuing education. First of all, here's about three or four books. If you haven't read them, you should. Number one is The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. It, I, I've read that book no less than 15 times. It's just wow. the, it's just such a good stable for learning the principles of getting somewhere with your finances. Okay, yep. richest man in Babylon. I'd read the uh, wealthy barber on how to play defense and how to, um, you know, it's not how fancy car you drive and all of that. It has nothing to do with this equation. Uh, another one of my lines is defense wins championships, and what I mean by that is is the one who best monitors that that simple equation of what's going in, what's coming out, what's left to invest. 
the what's going out is the piece that people miss. And the reason I was able to retire at a young age is while my income went way up, we kept our expenses down. We lived really lean. Yeah, I didn't, you didn't do what most people cars, four cars since I was, the mid eighties. Since the mid eighties, yeah. I I uh, would buy like a two year old car because you've seen me how I'm hyper, I'm active, <laughs> and I move a lot, and I I'm gonna trash it. So I gotta go buy something new. I buy them two years old and I hold on to them for ten years. Nice. So you're frug- frugal, right? Frugality is is a yeah. big part of your strategy and and living below your means, which we've all heard that before, but most of us don't do that, right? We get our our money, our check, and we go, okay, this is how much I have to spend. And I think that one of the most important lessons I learned. I, re- I think it was when I read the book. I mean, it's a common lesson, but you know, most most Americans don't do it, and that is to save you know at least ten percent of your income to pay yourself first, if you will, and, and and invest in the future. You mentioned that you get a lot of deals coming your way. Well, you're a seasoned real estate investor, so if somebody's listening and they have never bought real estate, um, what we're you know obviously an apartment complex is probably out of most folks' you know uh, budget. Where would be the place to start? Is it to buy a, a single family rental? You know, where where did you get started, and 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 or where do you recommend that a a beginning real estate investor get started? You know, I didn't complete that thought. The first thing I do is go find the Tim Road or the other you know sharp investor you know that's either your uncle, they live in your town, they're a good friend of a friend, and buy them coffee, buy them lunch. They're usually not shy. <laughs> Yeah. And they usually, if you buy them coffee or, or buy better still, but feed them a few beers and, uh, <laughs> and get Don't them talk about everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, just learn, you know, just, just learn from those who have already done it. And then I would find out if it, especially if it's a close friend or a relative, what do they invest in? And if they put a hundred grand into a project, would they let you be a flea on their back? And I have a few, um, family members and stuff that throw in on my deals and, uh, you know, look for, look for, you know, circumstances like that where you might be able to, to put, you know, five grand here, 10 grand there. And then there's, uh, just, just look for small things that you do to put your money to work for you. Maybe it's, maybe it's loan somebody. I just recently loaned somebody 15,000. To get a business role. And then, by the way, don't do it with your heart. Do it with your head and sign a contract and have some sort of collateral. You know, yeah. of, of if it goes wrong, um, it's, it's going to be their problem, not your problem. But yeah, the first thing I'd buy, like we, I have some young friends that buy a house, live in the house with like three or four roommates, get it all up and running and then next year do the same thing over again and over again and over again and then keep the ones behind you for rentals. Tim, are you saying they move yeah. into a house and they fix it up and 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 they have roommates to lower the monthly cost or to, to offset it and then they go buy another house and then they rent out the house that they fixed up? When you say is that what you mean they fix it up? I you know there's I have so many friends that are doing so many different combinations <laughs> but there's you know but but one one model is that is they buy something that may be a bit run down, like a C plus home in a B neighborhood. I'd stay out of the the lower end neighborhoods. There, it's just tough to yeah, to find renters. Um, and good yeah, renters. more tenants move out. And yeah, and, more, and where, more problems and stuff. Where should someone, if they've got you know, if they've got a little bit of money to to put for a down payment, where uh, does someone find 
find deals. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, obviously, you know, ideally you've got a, an agent out there that's looking for you, or if you've got your license, it's one thing, but just the, you know, for the common person that's not involved in real estate, again, I'm, I'm thinking about people listening that haven't done this before. Do they go to Zillow.com or realtor.com or, you know, is there, is there a site somewhere online they can go to look for, you know, properties for sale and, and what should they look for? You know, I'm just trying to think of, there's, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's like, uh, there's all sorts of things along those lines. Um, biggerpockets.com is a wonderful website with yeah. a lot of investor knowledge there. I would Google for a, a investor club in your area. There was one, like when I was out in the Central Valley, there was one there and I'd drive two and a half hours each way and go to the Bay Area Wealth Builders meeting when I first started and learn from the pros and go hang out with the people that are doing it and get there an hour early. These are the things that, you know, you're a student of the game. And and I like to look for models of people who are doing the same thing I want to do because success leaves clues. Sure. So, so... And, and I keep saying it kind of, if you notice, I'm saying the same things over and over. Uh, put training wheels on before you get out and invest and maybe even do a mock deal. Like I would have bought this for this much. I would have tried to rent it for this much and just see what happens and look up a year or two later. And, and by the way, everybody's at different stages that's hearing this call. Yeah. I'm talking to the 25-year-old. That's just, you know, where I was when I was just learning all of this. But one other thing, talking to that 25-year-old, don't be afraid to make mistakes when you're young. Yeah. You've got time to recover. You got time to recover and just believe in you. And, you know, I'm thinking of my son when he bought his first house. It was in Reno, Nevada about five or six years ago, and he really didn't want to do it. He was scared to death. And I basically said, Chris, sign that darn contract. Uh-huh. Not in those words. But, uh-huh. And he did. And he and he bought it for, I think, 115 grand, and it's worth 300 now. And by the way, since then, he's been a fly on you know my back for three apartment investments, and he's glad he's done each and every one of them. How old is and, he now? And it's just, he's 35 years old, and uh, he's a fireman, and, and I'm trying to help him retire early. I want to say one other thing. His risk, like his risk tolerance is a three. My risk tolerance is 11. When, <laughs> and not now it's probably about a seven. Yeah. But when I was his age, my risk tolerance was a 15. I'd go put stuff in escrow that, that I didn't even have money for yet. And I just figure out a way to buy it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So you had, because 20... I had nothing to lose. And at 25, you were making $30,000 a year. And then 15 years later, you're retired. So for anybody listening, I mean, what you hear Tim talking about is he got him, he, A, he got training, right? He, he, he learned, learned from people that had gone before him and, and that were real estate investors. He got around real estate investors, right? Joining real estate clubs, driving out to the Bay Area from Sacramento, you know, to make it happen. So, I mean, that literally is, you have to realize that if you want financial freedom, that's the two-step formula. Or the you know the, the 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 beginning formula. The foundation is you learn from other people that have done it, and you get around those people, right? So, meaning read you know read every financial book out there. Uh, uh, Tim, you started to recommend four books. I don't know if you got through all four. Richest Man in Babylon, I think, was one. What were the others? Yep, yep. Um, the third is David Osborne's Wealth Can't Wait. That's yep. an amazing book. And the fourth is I love the book The E Myth. Yeah, and then. And then Think of that book. If you guys have read that book, everything I'm talking about is the e-myth for your life. 
This is the business of your life I'm talking about. You know, so take that book, read that book, and then translate it. You've got a part time job of when you get my age, 58 years old, 65 years old, 70 years old, you want to be out getting the goods in the woods with the money behind you because you're not going to have the same energy towards work and getting somewhere. You want all that behind you. And now if you want to change the world through something like One Life or or do whatever you can get to do, you have choices because you've got that passive income coming in. And that's my wish for all of you. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I think that, you know, I, I, I've done an episode, a podcast a long time ago, and I wrote an article on Entrepreneur, and I talk constantly to our mastermind, our Quantum Leap uh, mastermind, uh, John Berghoff and I's mastermind about the importance of creating multiple streams of income, you know, and this last year, me having cancer, the importance of it took on a whole new meaning and a whole new level in that I couldn't work for, you know, more than half of the year. And you know, I was either in pain or in bed or unconscious or hooked up to a chemo or in, in you know in the hospital or whatever. And my income actually went up last year. I actually earned more wow. without working. <laughs> yeah, and I don't say that you know to be cool or impress anyone, but just go back to the old Tony Robbins to impress upon you the importance of this. You know, don't don't wait until you're in dire straits and you wish you would have had multiple streams of income. And the way that I look at it is that in today's economy it is irresponsible for us to be reliant on one source of income because history has shown that well you know there are people right during the last economic crash that the recession that were in jobs they had been in for 20 30 40 years they were you know they were fantastic at their work there was no reason that they would ever get let go but because of simple economics they were let go you know and and millions and millions and millions of people were out of work and so the idea of having more than one stream of income, I'd encourage everybody to start on your second stream of income. And if you don't know what that is, if it's going to be real estate, whatever, just make it a goal. Like I think one of our top goals every year should be add another stream of income this year. And then the next year, add another stream of income. And you might get to a point where you've got you know five or six or 12 or whatever streams of income. And you're like, all right, that's enough. I'm pretty well set. But until you get there you know, to where you don't have any stress over that because you know, hey, if one, if one of these dries up, I've got the other ones, you know? And for me, it's, you know, 10 books. Each one of those is a stream of income. I kind of look at each of my books as a, as a rental property. <laughs> like it's kind of the, you know, sim- similar equivalent to rental property. Um, you know, and then I've got the speaking and then this and that, but our live events and all of that. Um, I want to make one other suggestion for our listeners and it is mobile home university. Tim, and I don't know if, uh, do you know, uh, well, actually, I don't want to name names. Um, they might not want to heard of that. Okay. So, so I, so for anybody listening, I have two friends that one was able to retire at 30. All right. So Tim, he actually, he, he beat you in terms of uh, age. One retired at 30. The other one is not retired only because he doesn't want to retire, but he's taken an entire year off right now because he's, he's basically financially free. And the way that they both did this, they're both friends with each other as well is they went to this uh, thing called mobilehomeuniversity.com. And uh, and I'm not an affiliate. I don't get... Any, in fact, I had to Google it to figure out what in the heck this was called. I couldn't remember. But they went to Mobile Home University. They bought one mobile home park uh, each. And then you know, and I think they were cash flowing like $7,000 off their first mobile home park. That's actually one thing that's really unique compared to uh, residential real estate. Usually, if you buy a single family home and you put down 20%, Right, Tim. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, aren't you typically going to cash flow in in the maybe a few hundred dollars a month? Is that accurate? Sure. Every deal is different, lot, but 
slower climb. Yeah. 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 And where this is, this is where they bought one mobile home park. And before you're buying the mobile home park, you know that, okay, like it's all listed and okay, there are X amount of tenants and it brings in X amount of dollars per month. And my, my mortgage on it will be this much. So you literally know before you buy it. So on day one, when I sign that deal, I'm going to be making, you know, whatever the, whatever, $4,000, $6,000, $10,000 per month. So their first mobile home parks, they averaged about $7,000 per month and they, they did it. They, you know, probably invested, if, you know, I don't know how long, six months or a year in learning how to run that mobile home park. I think they both handed it off to somebody else, a company that manages them, a property manager. But then they just did, went and bought a second and then a third. Now, if you do the math, they're averaging $7,000 in cash flow per mobile home park. Three mobile home parks later, that's $21,000 a month cash flow. And their expenses are not $21,000. So Tim, based on your ABC formula, right? The amount that's going out yeah. every month is less than the 21000 Or you know, I think their second mobile home park got them to roughly 14000 I think that was above their expenses, right? So they were basically able to retire in a year. So for anybody listening, uh, awesome. if you're seriously interested, go to mobile home park universe or no, I'm sorry, mobile home university.com and, uh, and yeah, and check it out. And I have two friends, very close friends who I trust and love and, you know, would not steer me wrong. And we've talked in depth about what they did. And for me, I just realized I'm not, I'm not, it's not my thing. I've got the books and that's kind of my focus versus going into the real estate piece. But, but yeah, for anybody listening, that that is also an option, and, and it's a very good one. And one thing that's unique about mobile home parks as well, and uh, it's funny, whenever I believe in something, I get I sound like I'm selling it, but I don't. I like I said, I got no skin in the game here. Uh, mm-hmm. But with mobile home parks, they're kind of recession proof because low income housing, when the economy crashes, it becomes more of a necessity. But it's always a necessity, right? There's always a need for low income housing, and especially when the economy crashes, is there even more of a need for it? So, anyway, sorry to get off on that tangent, but uh, let's wrap this up, Tim. And again, remind everybody it's April 21st and 22nd. This is the world record, the largest uh, cash flow collective gaming in the history of humanity, right? And again, tell people uh, where they can uh, get the details and sign up for this. Yep. So, hey, thanks so much for having me on, Hal. I, I really appreciate uh, getting out to your Miracle Morning listeners. I, I, I feel like we're we're cousins in in a mission to to serve, and yeah. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, go to one life dot org. The number one life dot org. Okay. And, uh, and that's got all the info out. there. Yeah. The number one. Life fully lived, one life fully lived dot org. And, uh, if you've played the cash flow game before, you already know how great it is, how fun it is. So this will be a cool thing to be a part of. If you've never played the cash flow game, um, you know, you're, uh, you're in for a treat and a treat that can literally be the linchpin, the key, or at least the starting place to your financial freedom. Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Uh, This hopefully will help you achieve your goal of financial freedom. And uh, I love you. I appreciate you, Tim. I love and appreciate you too, my friend. Hey, thank you so much, Hal. Hope to uh, see you soon. And uh, thanks again, Hal. You got it, brother. Talk to everybody soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 